0: Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more, or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, moonshine. By Tiffany Michelle Brown. The night William broke Mirabel's heart. The fairies arrived. Dressed in moonlight, their minute hands pressed hard over their ears. As Mirabelle sobbed, soaking her pillow with adolescent tears, the fairies grimaced.
1: You must stop crying. We can't sleep a wink. And if we can't rest, there can be no magic.
0: Startled by the melodic voices that suddenly filled her room, Mirabel pushed herself to a seated position. Her heart beat fast as she peered through the dark, eyes wide, her body ready to pounce or run or hide. When she spotted the band of fairies hovering over her shoulder, their large translucent wings buzzing and whirring, her breath caught in her throat, and all she could do was stare. All of the fairies were identical, crystalline figures with snub noses, pointed ears, slim bodies, and long fingernails that, Mirabel reasoned, must function like little claws. Mirabel's sorrow was immediately replaced with wonder. She pointed at the cluster of enchanted beings.
1: You're... you're... Wide awake, yes, that's why we're here.
0: Fairies in her room. Was it possible... True, they lived in a small town near the woods, but Mirabel blinked hard. The fairies remained. She swallowed and wiped tears from her cheeks. Wide awake, she frowned, thinking hard, and then warmth painted her cheeks red. You heard me crying, she asked. I didn't realize I was so loud.
1: We have refined auditory perception. We hear everything. Who's William?
0: Mirabel was taken aback by the question. Had she been mumbling his name through her sobs? She couldn't remember. The girl cleared her throat. He, he, I've loved him since we were, she sniffed and her chin trembled. She'd loved William since they were children, running through the forest, playing Robin Hood and Maid Marian. That's what she'd meant to say. Mirabel had finally confessed her feelings to William, but her friend's face simply twisted into an expression of confusion and pity.
1: You have a broken heart.
0: Relief poured over Mirabel. She didn't have to say it out loud. I do.
1: Then you must drink. What? Follow us.
0: And without another word, the fairies flitted through Mirabel's open window, leaving stillness in their wake. Mirabelle remained seated on her bed for a moment, struck with shock. She shook her head, convinced her grief had rendered her delusional. Fairies visiting her? She supposed there was only one way to find out if her mind was playing tricks on her. Mirabelle climbed from her bed, tiptoed to the window, expecting to see nothing in the yard but grass and bushes edged in darkness. But the fairies were there. Suspended in a circular formation, a silver coin that pulsed and glowed in the dim.
1: We can restore your heart.
0: You must drink. Restore my heart? By drinking something? An idea snapped into Mirabel's head. Can they make William change his mind if I drink? What? A draft of magic? A potion of some kind? Mirabel weighed her options. Stay here consumed by sorrow and memories of William's pity-filled face, or follow the fairies and take a chance on something. It was a risk. For all she knew, these fairies could be tricksters. They could lure her into the woods and poison her. And yet, she didn't think these fairies were out to deceive her. There was something about their silver glow that was trustworthy and true. Besides, she was always game for an adventure. Mirabelle grabbed a light jacket, climbed out the window, and followed the fairies deep into the forest behind her parents' house. The summer night was cool, and the air around her smelled of honeysuckle. Mirabelle strode along in the wake of the silver throng, her heart thrumming, her eyes wide. The fairies came to a stop at the edge of a deserted clearing, a place Mirabel had never seen before despite her many years playing in this forest. Go on. The fairies pointed in unison to the center of the glade. Drink. Drink what? Mirabel asked. You'll see. A new wave of trepidation twisted Mirabel's insides, but she knew there was no turning back now. She stepped slowly into the circle of moonlight, blades of grass tickling her ankles. small hands balled into wary fists. Her heart beat a fierce staccato in her chest, the sound of which eclipsed the droning hum of fairy wings. When she reached the center of the clearing, Mirabelle gasped. She scrabbled at her throat, which was suddenly parched and painful. She sank to her knees, unable to breathe. The cool night air felt blisteringly hot in her greedy lungs. What have I done? What is this? A chorus of high pitched voices floated through the night air. Drink! A moment of silence, then the refrain came again, more insistent this time. Drink! Desperately, Mirabelle opened her mouth, choking and afraid, but nothing happened. She gasped and struggled for breath, her insides burning like hot coals. She'd been so stupid. William had obliterated her heart. She'd been tricked by fairies, and now she was going to die. She was going to die. Just as Mirabelle registered that she was about to collapse, something cold as well water and sweet as sugar trickled down her throat. Flooded with relief, Mirabelle leaned into the feeling, letting it wash over her, letting it soothe her desert dry throat. Entranced, she turned her palms to the stars. In response, moonshine came crashing down, eager to drench Mirabel's body in healing light. She greedily swallowed cold, sweet, soothing gold. And with each gulp, the summer moon painted Mirabel's body from the inside out, the luminous light swimming through her blood. When Mirabelle had drunk her fill, her fingertips shone like silken thread. The moon hung dull and yellow on the horizon, while Mirabelle shone like a star, a ball of bright, hot light. She giggled and marveled at her skin, which shimmered and sparked. The fairies surrounded her once again, the buzz of their wings filling the clearing with a gentle hum.
1: Your heart, you must show him the way to it
0: and Mirabelle immediately understood she knew what she had to do. As she followed the fairies through the forest back toward her parents' house, she knelt sporadically to brush flower petals and outstretched leaves with her golden fingertips. With her touch, a bit of the moonshine transferred from her skin to the flora, dusting everything around her in a fine layer of gold. When Mirabelle emerged from the wood, Her skin was once again pale and freckled. Not a trace of gold remained. Mirabelle glanced over her shoulder and observed the trail of magic she'd threaded through the forest. "'This will bring William to me,' she asked the fairies, hope brimming in her voice.
1: "'No, no, no,'
0: Mirabelle's heart sank. "'But,' she began,
1: "'it will bring you someone worthy of the moon.'
0: Mirabelle's heart skipped a beat, and then she smiled. Someone worthy of the moon, she whispered. And with that, the fairies vanished. Mirabelle stooped and caressed a gold-plated leaf. Her chest warmed as she thought not of William, but of a boy who would arrive here one day, worthy of her love. His heart guided to Mirabelle's by moonshine. This has been Moonshine, written by Tiffany Michelle Brown. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit Manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast, he slips into the Cathedral of Light and paints a cage of petals, Long threads of vine pricked with thorns